Okay, so new day, new episode. Today we are going to talk about some of the AI-related topics. Specifically, we're going to talk about some uh, new developments uh, in terms of uh, the situation surrounding ChatGPT. Um, some, uh, let's say, um, influences that that has over the job market because some things are starting to change. Yes. A lot of people have been announcing a lot of those changes. We're going to talk about... Um, some of the legal frameworks that are being discussed all over the world in terms of regulating AI. Coincidentally, a topic that we uh, announced that is going to happen months ago. Uh, so basically one of our first episodes, uh, there is a part about that. And then we're going to talk about some specific use cases um, uh, for AI that we think that might be most affected in both positive and negative ways. And we're going to use our job as an example for that as well, to kind of like have an educated discussion about what's the logical next step. Okay. So with that being said, uh, welcome to that IT show podcast where talk meets tech and let's roll the intro. Okie dokie. What's up, Mr. AI? Yes. You love the AI. Come on. Yes. Let the AI floodgates, floodgates open. Uh, okay. Talk to me about the co-pilot. That's the first topic. No. We are going to start with blockchain. Okay, that makes as much sense as everything else that you could possibly think yes, of. Yes, because I wanted to I wanted to first talk about the uh, regulation and what is happening in the regulation uh, part. And the and reason then why the wind of change blew to your head and you no no no, no no I just wanted I just wanted to start with the blockchain because if you remember the previous disruptive technology that was so so disruptive that everybody was talking about it was mm -hmm. blockchain. Okay. Uh, we are now into what five, six, seven years of blockchain uh, technology Whatever. being developed. Yep. Uh, the regulation uh, of the blockchain is just now starting to hit the markets. Okay. So just now, um, blockchain is getting regulated, uh, mostly because of the amount of money that is uh, exchanging hands, not because the blockchain because of the frauds from past couple of years. Not only that, but money laundering. Uh, criminal organizations using blockchain black market black market yeah. and everything okay. else yes so basically what uh, the uh, governments of the world decided is that blockchain is a problem when it became a financial problem or a power problem or a power problem yes okay before it was just a fringe uh, technology that was uh, interesting to not a lot of people like open source community 25 years ago those yes, hackers. But we still don't have a regulation of the open source community. Like, well, gee, I wonder why. Uh, because there is no money involved. Right, as IBM and Red Hat would yes, yes, say yes, yes. Long. But the, the the actual money is not exchanging hands. The, the, this is a, a normal thing that companies can sell. So nobody is trying to regulate it. Hmm. Okay. And I think that uh, coming this is this is an amazing example because coming from blockchain or the open source idea to AI. Is something that is that is in the middle. Uh, AI is in the middle uh, middle of the middle of the road when it comes to regulation. Mm -hmm. It is going to create a lot of money. It is going to create some sort of a problem with the. Okay, 
uh, things like morals, like ethics, like... Um, well, we have to talk about that too. So some, some smallish problems that are going to be created for the society, that nothing that we cannot uh, just uh, simply ignore. Uh, but I think that the money uh, thing is not uh, as important as it is in, block in blockchain. So okay. I'm not expecting that the regulation itself is going to be um, uh, as big and as uh, overreaching as it is right now uh, trying to uh, regulate blockchain. Because okay. I don't think that when it comes to politicians, do you think uh, is the first, uh, the ethics, the first word that comes to mind? Not necessarily. Morality? Not really. So uh, regulating a technology in regards of morality or uh, ethics not politicians cup of tea okay if, if i can add a metaphor here yes. for a second for discussion i think that the way in which ai is currently being touted as the technology that is going to be used for xyz those xyz's are a quantum shift in the way in which uh, technology works just like the invention of uh, steam locomotive was and the invention of computer was etc i think that's it's such a quantum shift Yes, but I think that and we we need to as take a, a result step back. as a result of that. I do think that they're going to regulate it quite a bit faster and more than a blockchain. That's my two cents. Okay, but uh, this regulation is not going to be uh, okay. My my two cents is that this regulation is not going to be so reaching because right now people don't know what AI can actually do. Okay. Uh, the first wave of AI inspired things I think has passed. We are right now in the middle of uh, trying to figure out how the heck to use the technology. So uh, the corporations think that they need to put AI in everything. Correct. AI cameras, AI microphones, AI walls, AI uh, lighting fixtures, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, right now, you're not in the, a technology company if you're not uh, creating something with AI in it. Mm -hmm. And I think this is just basically a placeholder for ideas that are going to come later. Right okay. now, AI as such is not so strong. It was strong in the, in the, in the beginning when people were uh, getting accustomed to new technology. Right now- Like the, a novelty. Basically the novelty. So creating uh, artificial images or AI images, uh, creating uh, sounds, creating uh, text, creating um, applications, and that, was that is basically it. Okay, it is becoming better and better uh, uh, with each uh, new iteration. Uh, new versions of uh, applications exist that are amazing. New Photoshop is amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, the Copilot uh, that you mentioned already in Microsoft is also amazing technology. We have to chat about that. Yes, but uh, they come with their own set of, sets of problems. Uh, but in all, AI is not as, right now, is not as uh, transformative technology it is was meant to be. We are not into personal assistants that are able to parse all your data and then create a separate uh, page for you uh, out of nowhere. Uh, Google has been doing that for the last 10 years or so. So That's what has. I was about to say. And, and Alexa's of the world and whatnot. Yes. Uh, Alexa's of the world still remains mech technologies at best. They're mm. working. Unless they're... they lock you out of your own home. Yes, this is the one thing. Or and, security it, system. And the other thing is that they are not able to uh, use any other languages other than English. Okay. They are mostly capable of doing a translation, but they are not using AI as it should be uh, used. Google has not gone the way uh, of the AI as quickly as they uh, 
more or less try to promise that they're going to do. do. Bard seems to be very good in accordance with And Bing to some also of the seems to be very good. Bing chat uh, seems very good, but are you using Bard? I haven't had, a, uh, actually, uh, I haven't had time to use it, but I checked some of the articles related to that, and a lot of people swear that it's getting, it's not only getting better, it's way better than what it used to be. Okay, and are you using Bing chat? You mean ChatGPT or yes. Bing chat? B Bing chat, Bing chat. Yeah, no. And this is the main thing. I don't know a lot of people who are using actually uh, AI technology search, search. And these are two most popular and uh, basically the only two completely free technologies based on AI. Because for everything else, you have to pay some, uh, some amount of money. ChatGPT is not free. Uh, it, you, you can use it for free, but you are not getting the, the, best, uh, yeah. the best results. Uh, the programs that are using um, uh, AI also are paid programs. You have uh, free versions of different programs, but they require somewhere to run. So mm -hmm. you would uh, either have to have a pretty decent computer to be able to run, I don't know, mid-journey or something like this, uh, or stable diffusion. So you either have to have uh, the hardware or need to pay somebody else to have the hardware. So Or some kind of a license or a cloud so or whatever. So, so basically, it is not running as swiftly and as quickly as we promised or we it, it looked like it is going it to it was promised yes but we were um, myself included uh we were too romantic uh, we were trying to make this um uh this ai uh, sound like a romantic new technology that is going to change everything maybe you were the number the the number of changes that i was expecting to, to that are going to come to fruition uh, right now is much, much, much smaller than what I was actually expecting to do. When we started this episode, I actually thought that you're going to make a point to start with Microsoft Teams, just to annoy me. Uh, no, because Teams is everything that Microsoft uh, is or has always been doing. Uh, in a, turn to 11. Uh, turn to 11 and just... It's basically showcase what could be done with AI and then how the uh, end result looks like. But they do have the integration with their AI engine. Yes. And it supposedly works rather well. Transcription I, and stuff. Okay. But to be completely honest, uh, once it loses its uh, mind when it's trying to do the transcription, the results are hilarious. Okay. That's fine I was, I was, I was uh, uh, listening to a presentation done by a colleague of ours. And suddenly I was listening to the presentation and the uh, transcription sound uh, was uh, sounded like he was having a brain stroke basically the transcription suddenly went off the rails completely you mean cc uh, closed closed captioning and then translation okay because it completely lost the plot he was uh, suddenly talking the um, the presentation was on linux it is talking about eggplants and uh, doing some some garden work so the the problem is <laughs> the problem is that the transcription themselves are okay if they are done in an ideal world and teams are usually not used in this in such a world you don't have ideal microphones you don't don't have ideal um, uh, video uh, uh, quality so it's not only that uh, those tools and this is something that is discussed with a colleague of ours yesterday those tools require you to to speak in a certain way with pauses with you know a little bit more of a slower type of expression um, and if you 
stop at the wrong time, you're going to confuse it. Stuff like that happens a lot. Yes, and uh, coming from my background and my uh, the way I talk and the way I express myself, this is not going to fly. Don't get a second. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> express anyways, yourself, okay? Anyways, and the other thing is that if you take a look at any source of uh, AI news, I'm just looking at Science Daily, but whatever. Um, uh, the headlines that are connected to AI today are not huge things. They're just saying, okay, there are going to be sensors, there are going to be new technologies, there are going to be a lot of promises. But the actual things that are happening are not keeping up with the... Um, uh, so you missed all of the class action lawsuits, you missed all of the, uh, the stuff related to regulation, you uh, missed all of the examples of uh, how people perceive that AI is going to t take their the jobs. World. Etc. Etc. No, so you I missed all of that, I, or I, I are you just on pur purposefully ignoring it? No, no. I'm just right now. I'm trying to make a, make a sense of what AI is actually doing, and then we come to the human part of it. Mm -hmm. So first, people being scared that they're going to lose their jobs, mm -hmm. and at the same time, uh, big companies laying off people who are not implementing AI because they are not implementing it, implementing it, it uh, quick enough. Did you hear about that story? I think it was from India that a guy uh, fired ninety percent of the uh, the Cold company's uh, uh, support. like support staff yes. and changed them, uh, basically exchanged them for an AI agent because it is the right thing to do. Yes, this is the one. This is one of those things, and I think this is the transition period. So, but we already had that those sorts of technologies. IVR is there to make your life miserable in customer support and has been there for fifteen years. Yesterday, I waited for f 20 minutes for uh, our telecom operator to answer to my customer support call after I went through the IVR menus. Yes, but the uh, the thing that we are talking about right now is that uh, I'm not seeing... Uh, the, the usual things are happening with the new technology. Suddenly, you have a new technology. Nobody knows what uh, it's going to do. Uh, the lawyers come to the scene. They want to do something. This particular technology is pretty, pretty, pretty exposed to uh, lawsuits mm -hmm. because it is. Mm -hmm. It is uh, reusing a lot of uh, stuff that has been done in the fab in the past. It is doing the same thing that the remixing did to the music market in the eighties. So suddenly people realize that they can use a new technology, samplers, mm -hmm. uh, to reuse other people's work, music to create derivative work, music, but on a whole different scale, mm -hmm. because suddenly you don't need people. Mm -hmm. So you can, you can do it much, much, much quicker. But other than that, we have seen all of those things. Mm -hmm. We have seen reuse, we have seen uh, copyrighted use, we have seen unlicensed use. Everything that we, we are talking about right now with the AI has already been done. Mm -hmm. The only difference is the scale okay. and the ease of use. Because right now, uh, the I don't know the Roland of the yesteryear that created the samplers uh, was a, an accomplice in uh, redistributing um, stolen work back way then. Mm -hmm. Today it's Microsoft or Google or whatever is the AI uh, equivalent of the Roland, because they are creating the tools, but they are not uh, responsible for this. The the only thing that can be said is that they are reusing other people's work that is uh, uh, taken from the internet. I'm purposely mm -hmm. not, not saying stolen from the internet. Uh, 
Yeah, because the jury is still out on that one. Yes. And we are not lawyers, so we are not going to be making a verdict of that. Yes, but the only thing that I see as a huge problem is that suddenly you cannot believe the reality that you're seeing. That's been the case for God knows how many years. Yes, but suddenly you uh, are much more likely to uh, come, in, uh, come into contact with uh, AI-generated content. And this content can be done in such a way that you cannot distinguish it from reality. And this is going to become a problem not only because only only because of the um, uh, only because of the uh, things that we are going to be believing in, but also because people are going to start uh, falsif falsifying uh, trips, uh, business trips, uh, images. As from influencers the... have been doing for years. Yes, and this is going to become a problem. More than before. Yes, this is the other thing. The other thing is that you are going to be, uh, I think that you're going to be much more uh, desensitized to uh, creative art because you're going to just be uh, quickly um, over your head into, in new images, new music, new whatever. There's going to be the carbon copy of whatever is in the market. Okay, question for you. As you are our resident AI uh, affectionado. Please tell me how does the uh, GitHub uh, Copilot work from your understanding? You mean technically or technically speaking? It's basically it's basically a parser that is able to uh, create a, it, it has created a large language model of the of the entire GitHub or whatever is the repository that they were using, and then it is able to suggest the uh, particular piece of code that you are demanding uh, when you are trying to uh, code inside your Visual Studio or whatever is uh, the your uh, integrated development environment of choice. So basically, it helps you to code. There is an interesting there is an interesting um, lecture done by. Uh, Scott Hanselman on uh, how to create a game using a copilot. I think it was done on Microsoft Develop or whatever the conference was in, the, in uh, a couple of weeks ago, okay. a couple of months ago. And it's amazing, amazing thing to watch. So basically, you can create an entire application if you know what you're doing. But as we said before, you need to know a lot of the things that you are going to be doing, and then copilot can help you. If you don't know what you're trying to, find, uh, to create, it is not going to work. So you mean just like ChatGPT in a sense? It is ChatGPT in a sense. It's a more specialized ChatGPT instance. It's just uh, uh, the basic language model or the model uh, that was created is created uh, based on uh, programming languages that are available on GitHub. Uh, ChatGPT was made using everything on everything, sort of kind of everything on the internet. So it's a specialized case of uh, ChatGPT and it works uh, great. Mm -hmm. It is able to understand how things work. But unless you know what you're trying to accomplish, you cannot ask it to create something that you cannot explain to yourself. And unless you already know what you're trying to do and you are able to break the things into small modules that you are able to use, uh, Copilot is not going to help you. Does it work? Does it provide you with the code if you start typing the code for something? Most of the time, yes. Is it the code that's valid? Most of the time, yes. But you, you need to uh, do the tweaks and the changes in the interface and changes in the way the functions are called. 
because it requires enough knowledge to be able to say, okay, I need to call this function in such a way to conserve memory. I need to call this uh, function with two arguments not instead of three. So you need to tweak things a little bit in order to, uh, for them to work. So it's a good tool to avoid the repetitive tasks, but it's not a creative tool. Okay. I find it interesting the way in which you define this. You really sidestepped some of the things. So you said, uh, so it's a tool that's a large language model that uses information available on GitHub. Yes. Which is a very diplomatic way of saying what, what it does from, let's say, a professional standpoint. Do you want to rewrite that code, perhaps? Uh I have no problem with saying that it uses information based on GitHub. The problem is that is it allowed to be using this information? Did you look into this? Is it allowed? I don't well, know. I, I, I read about the fact that a lot of, a lot of people are saying that it's not. I don't know. I, I don't know. And I don't know what, uh, what is the direction this, this is going to take. I mean, there is a class action lawsuit happening in yes. for that as well. And yes. Microsoft tried to get it dropped, but they failed. So there might be something there. I don't know. It is possible that suddenly when using uh, Copilot, you're going to be uh, provided with the compulsory uh, open source uh, license that your code is going to be uh, released under. This is one solution. So suddenly you're going to be paying for a service that is going only going to enable you to create the code that's going to be open source. Yeah. This is one solution. Another solution is that you, Open source uh, completely gives you the ability to uh, create cl uh, closed code uh, uh, source, uh, solutions if you attribute the code correctly. So that's actually a very good standpoint because what uh, I'm reading from an article which I read before, basically uh, GitHub and Microsoft are claiming that because GitHub users decide whether to make their code public and agree to terms of service, that permit the viewing, usage, indexing, and analysis of the public code, then the site's owners are within their rights to incorporate the work of others and profit from it. Yes, and but this, it is the same with uh, all the other, I don't know, games, applications, and so on. You can incorporate uh, open source when you attribute the source. This is the first thing. And the other thing is that if you want to redistribute the code, you can. You just need to uh, give the link to the, uh, to the code that you... Uh, got the initial code from. This is one thing. And the other thing, that you can, you can initialize the code. I don't see the problem uh, with somebody using a copilot, code being generated, and then uh, Microsoft saying, okay, this part of the code needs to be licensed. This is the fee. The same way it works with the music in the if, movies. If that happens, which it hasn't, I think, yet. It, it hasn't happened yet, but uh, there, is a, there is also an established way of doing it. If yeah. you want... If well, you want Licensing, you can or copyright you, or whatever you want to call you it. Can, you can license a particular piece of music or a video or whatever for your movie or your uh, YouTube video or whatever. You just pay the license fee and that's it. So I have no problem uh, with a part of uh, the statement that I just read or a part of the text, which is the site owners are within their rights to incorporate the work of others. If they made it public, if they signed the uh, terms of service, which uh, clearly stated what's going to happen, I have no problems with it. But uh, profit from it, that's another ball game for me. Um, you understand why? Yes. Yes, but then I think that this is going to be one of those things that are going to become self-regulated even before the classification lawsuit is going to be uh, done. Okay. done. Because I think that people who are... Uh, dealing with the uh, code on GitHub, 
mm-hmm. are going to just st- stop uh, uh, publishing the code on GitHub. Mm-hmm. There are alternatives. And if you don't want your code to be reused in the compiler, you just don't publish there. And this is probably going to be quicker and be sold quicker than the uh, class action lawsuit. The only thing that could probably be is the residual. So basically the what is happening with the code that has already been, been written and reused from the code that people thought that they're never, never going to be, get not paid for in the application, if that makes sense. Do you think that this might lead to an NPM situation of a couple of years ago? Do you remember? Probably that? yes, probably yes. Because somebody might license a part of code, uh, put it in a repository, basically GitHub, or uh, in this case, it's going to be Copilot that's going to chew on it. And then uh, somebody uses it and somebody r- retracts that code or whatever. Yes, this is one thing. And the other thing is that uh, this is much, much, much more interesting is that people are using uh, ChatGPT and uh, the, okay, not Copilot, but ChatGPT especially, to debug the code. Yeah. And this is one of those things that is that seems to me as a much more serious problem. Okay. Uh, because there has already been an instance of uh, Samsung, I think it's Samsung engineers, using uh, ChatGPT to debug the code. And then this code um, appeared in other people's code because, yeah. because the models and uh, the device characteristics for the new Samsung models uh, was leaked through the code and people saw it. Mm-hmm. So suddenly... We are becoming uh, a society that cannot distinguish between uh, actual code images, source material uh, created by humans, and source material created by artificial intelligence. When it comes to images, it's the same as, as with the code. Do you see any way of protecting the privacy of the data of said company or said companies who are, there were multiple use cases, uh, multiple reports of uh, many companies' employees. Yes. Copy pasting basically corporate data and private data of the people employed there into ChatGPT, which it basically then learned about. And that uh, appearing as snippet of code in other people's questions and answers. Do you see a problem for the privacy aspect of that to be solved? No, I see just a business opportunity for a company. I see that Microsoft is going to uh, sell you a subscription to a service that is going to uh, keep two separate language models. One is going to be your private language model belonging to you, to your co- uh, your code, that is going to take into account all the code that you already created, okay. and then create its own language model, and then connect this language model to the model that they, they created with ChatGPT, and say, okay, this is going to always be separate one from the other. You're just going to pay for the fee for the using of the larger bundle. So that basically companies can... Uh, uh, become involved in in a scheme in which even more user data is yes. widely available to yes to be yes 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 yes. I mean, I, I hesitate to think what happens to your head when you are relaxing, man. No, no. The problem is that, uh, for example, uh, let's call any 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 document uh, management Alfresco. Okay. Or paperless. We were talking about Alfresco uh, paperless in a, in a couple couple a couple of episodes ago. Uh, this model can be used in the ChatGPT. Okay. So you have your own, your own documents. Your own documents get, are getting indexed and sorted and whatever is being done, so stored on your local servers. Mm-hmm. And you can have a local uh, AI able to search through the documents. Okay. And if you need more uh, more general, uh, generalized uh, queries, you can do those using the language model that is provided by Microsoft. You mm-hmm. can just use the local version of the uh, ChatGPT, or you can use the both of them, or you can just use the Microsoft Microsoft one. 
They're just going to provide you with the license fee to use the large model that they they have created. And this is going to work. Hmm. That seems interesting. Okay, never thought about that. So uh, a local trained model is going to provide the information about your own pr proprietary uh, information. So, for example, the company we work with, all the documents inside the company are going to end up with one in one database. This is going to be closed for Microsoft. It's going to be closed for everybody else who doesn't need to have the access, access to it. And then... All the general queries that cannot be answered by this uh, language model are going to be uh, rerouted to the Microsoft image model, and that's it. Oh, Lord, help. Okay, uh, the next level of, of the question is about the uh, one of the latest uh, OpenAI lawsuits, class action yet again, which is about the company uh, OpenAI's use of training data that was scraped from public internet. Where do you stand there? Because that's basically what ChatGPT does in the commercial version, correct? In both versions. In both? Okay. Yes, because they had to have data from somewhere. Uh, ChatGPT is notoriously uh, wrong when it comes to citing. So citations mm -hmm. and trying to understand where the information came from. Basically impossible. Basi basically impossible. Okay. And I think that this is one of those things that uh, the regulation w is going to push uh, Microsoft on the other providers. Side question to this. W uh, wasn't ChatGPT trained with books? Or just I honestly no. I honestly don't know. We should check on that. Because, because Bart, Bart can be trained with books because uh, Google has the Google Books. Google uh, books. So, yeah. so it has an enormous amount of books scanned. But it's, I'm not exactly sure what's the status of that service in terms of the licensing and everything else. Mm, yes, but the data exists. Yeah, I know. It's still it, not uh, the answer to the question yeah, that yes, I'm basically but, but, asking. But when it comes to companies, if the company uh, needs a lot of data to train its own model and the company has access to the data... Company is, gonna use that, the data. That, that is uh, unfortunately unable to be used in public, but the company has access to the data. Usually, we come to a point where company uh, makes its agreement with itself that it is completely okay to reuse the data as long as nobody knows about this. So I don't think that Google Books is off the books. Uh, <laughs> if I may say so. <laughs> Good pun. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. okay. So, Now, so, so, so the, the the question that you were asking is that. Uh, uh, What I think about the public information, the regulation probably should be making all the providers cite the sources. You cannot be serious on Why? Why multiple not? levels. Why not? A, the scale of it is impossible to take. And the second thing is there are pieces of information available on public internet. Let's just say the simplest things. There are hundreds of thousands of WordPress-based sites that people are writing blogs on, and they specifically do not allow copying of the data. What okay. about that? And they say they have a format called robots.txt. Mm -hmm. you, you can use to stop the uh, Google crawlers from getting there. The same, the same model done the same way because the same problem exists with uh, different data using Google. Google shouldn't be, uh, shouldn't be uh, indexing the data uh, even now that is uh, off the limits for Google. A robot text uh, should be able to block the crawlers to uh, from indexing the data, so I don't think that this should be any different with the AI. We already have the system in in place, but the problem is that the technology is uh, so quickly uh, going forwards that we are we didn't yet implement or re-implement all technologies that we have. Okay. The crawler problem has been solved. Okay. 
Cool. That's that's a good explanation, actually. That's what I wanted to. Uh, and the to other thing to. is that Google, when you are seeing the data, is uh, implicitly linking to the data because you see the results where they are. Mm -hmm. uh, there is only one small step between this and uh, uh, Google Bard or uh, ChatGPT, whatever, citing where the sources are. It it can be done. Okay. You can design a special XML format that is going to provide all the sources in the in the file that is going probably going to be probably be, uh, bigger than the actual result that you are uh, looking at. Okay. Next topic of discussion is related to your favorite topic, which is regulation. And after that, we're going to talk about education and testing and evaluation centers and whatnot. So, what's your what's your state of mind in terms of uh, regulating AI? Because I remember what you said in way 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 earlier episode so let's let's see if that's to the test of time uh as i said in the beginning i don't think that ai is going to be regulated uh as quick as uh, as quickly as uh they are saying it's going to be regulated because right now there is a lot of questions about how not only how to regulate the ai but also what ai actually means okay so it is going to take some time to see what is going to happen Okay, so European Union Parliament approves AI Act, moving it closer to be to becoming law. Okay, uh, but like by a vast majority of votes, and this was not even a month ago. Yes, but it says here ban on AI for biometric use is controversial. What is AI used for biometric use? What is AI in this context? Uh, facial analysis. Okay, we have this uh, already. Mm -hmm. Every company, uh, every company, every government is using anal uh, some sort of analysis on biometrics because they want to index the uh, fingerprints and information about all the citizens. Everybody's doing this. Is it AI? Well, is, it suddenly, is it suddenly going to become a problem for the existing databases because they're going to become an AI databases? No, the, uh, but uh, maybe there will be a difference between, uh, let's say, GDPR compliant versus GDPR non-compliant. GDPR know. compliant AI. No, 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 AI, just a, a method of uh, acquiring, let's say, biometric yes, but this, data. This regulation, I wouldn't be surprised uh, surprised to see that uh, they're going to become GDPR compliant AI's, uh, AI uh, systems. So by basically anonymizing the data or something like that, I don't know, for facial recognition, etc., that doesn't really make sense. The whole point of facial recognition is to recognize a person. Yes, but the whole point of uh, any database of or uh, citizens is or able, to, able to recognize you. So whatever technology is being used there is the technology that is being used there. Mm -hmm. So the AI in this context is just a quicker way of uh, uh, making correlations between the different uh, pieces of information. You're still making a comparison that is not valid, which is, I understand your stance on the governments doing that, but they kind of excluded themselves from GDPR by, by design and by default. Yes. So that's not a valid complaint to be making what about the private companies non-governmental let's say entities how do you stand there let's make a quick uh let's make a quick digression and play a little mind game okay imagine you have an ai okay you have an ai act okay that is being done by the eu's gdpr compliance whatever and governance whatever um and you are using this AI. Mm -hmm. And you start every prompt with, uh, please, in accordance to AI Act, uh, do this. Mm -hmm. That's it. You don't need to do anything else. 
You just need to ask your AI to avoid the, AI, uh, compl uh, the problems with the AI compliance. It's going to do the job uh, anyways. I like it. The way how you did the laser pointer between point and A and B yes, to this, the solution. I yes, like but that this a lot. Is, this, is the, this is the problem that we are not yet understanding how the AI technology works. If you ask uh, AI right now to do something and it doesn't want to do something because it's self-regulated right mm -hmm. now, you can also always create a, a problem that is going to make it do something. Did you hear about that situation in which somebody asked uh, ChatGPT to uh, sing uh, the, the lullaby of creating dioxin or something like that? Yes, 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 yes. That yes. Was, I mean, that's disturbing yet hilarious. Uh, my gran grandma used to put me to sleep by talking to me uh, in, uh, uh, of the chemical composition of some kind of chemical. Yes, weapons. yes, 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 yes. yes. And to hell, but the, as, as you uh, as you ironically pointed out, the self-regulation of AI is working swell. The problem is that uh, if you want to create a problem that is going to uh, break some sort of a rule, you can always ask the AI uh, the way around it. No, no, there's always the way around it that is going to just be simply, I want to explain to somebody why this is wrong. Can you ex tell me how wrong this is? <clears throat> and you're going to get all the information out of it. It's a universal problem that always works. And you don't see a problem with that. Uh, I see a problem with this, but this is also regulation. So if I ask my <laughs> AI, please do something for me, but it needs to be AI compliant, AI act compliant. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's going to do it. Anyways. That's where your uh, responsibility is going to end. That's your point. Yes. Okay. Let's then move to the next. Let's, let me ask you one thing. Okay. Uh, you know that Microsoft introduced AI-based training and certification already. Of, of course they did. Uh, let me ask you one thing mm -hmm. about responsibility. Mm -hmm. You create a prompt. Mm -hmm. The prompt creates a solution to create an atomic bomb. Not okay, but okay. Okay. Uh, somebody else, somebody else uh, asks the specific prompt, the prompt that is more or less specific to your prompt. So it looks, uh, it's almost identical to your prompt and actually creates the atomic bomb. Mm -hmm. Are you responsible for, learn, uh, for teaching the AI how to create the uh, solution that has been and given to somebody else? else? Mm -hmm. Or is the company that created the AI uh, responsible for the solution or is nobody at fault only the person who actually created the atomic bomb i think that this can be kind of like uh, made into a discussion about something that already happened in our lives uh, some years ago which is the uh, whole discussion about how the comments on the websites should be regulated Okay, but you you see where I'm going with this? Yeah, yes, because there was a lot of discussion about that, and companies were refusing to be responsible for the comments of the things that the users created on the websites, which I can kind of understand. But we had that problem many moons ago. Yes, we had, you know, uh, the the blog sites, we had the forums, we had moderators, we had moderators on Internet Relay chat decades ago that solved that problem. If somebody said something that was outright disrespectful, racist, whatnot, you, you would get a ban and whatnot. Basically, this is the same thing on a larger scale. So uh, in a sense, somebody might say that it's the company's problem because they should plan ahead for that scale. Okay, but how do you regulate it? What do you say? Hire people who are going to moderate that. 
Yes, but uh, the you are not only you don't need to regulate only the prompts. Mm-hmm. You also need to regulate the uh, actual Responses. language the language model mm-hmm. because you are uh, the language model is getting relearned and uh, taught based on every prompt that is given to it mm-hmm. and every response that is given to it. Do you see my problem? And but I have another question. Okay. Uh is the company who is responsible for the AI uh owing you money? For what? For teaching AI? For teaching AI with every prompt. That's actually a fair question. Because if you the are responsible first, for something, yeah. you should be paid for it. Okay, so f- there are two answers to that question. The first one is I don't know. The second one, it depends on the terms of service. Okay, but are, and that's are, a pragmatic answer both it, times. Uh, yes, it is. But is it okay for I don't know Microsoft to uh, request uh, payment for something that you are helping uh, to create? Are you a freeloader? Oh, there we go again. Yes. Basically, uh, I did some Ansible work with ChatGPT late uh, a couple of weeks ago for fun, not for production reasons, and I kind of got sucked into this game of telling JetGPT that it doesn't know crap about Ansible, which it a lot of times it doesn't. Yes. Basically, I corrected it many, many times over. So basically, I teached it or I made it learn some more, which might be used by somebody else. Do I feel like or do I think that somebody should pay me for that? I never thought about that. But it is an open alley for discussion, I think, for the future, especially if you provide the correct answers. There, there is there is one thing, and the other thing is that uh, basically that's 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 your GitHub for you in a sense. Uh, have you used Edge uh, in the last couple of months? I don't use years. Edge as a principle, so no. Okay, I have. Okay. Uh, Edge created something that is, uh, from my perspective, strange. Okay. You get credits for using using Edge. Basically, there are points that you can get for uh, for using different uh, parts of the edge and for searching. Then what do those points get you? You can check. I'm I'm, I'm not completely sure what is uh, what is uh, the, the different things that you can get. Oh, just open the edge, open the edge browser, and you can see it on the I right, don't want right to on the open screen. It. Yes, but on the right of the screen, you can see how many points that you already gained. Uh, and the problem is that. Uh, this also gives you some sort of a framework of what, what can happen when you are dealing with the company. Okay. Because some of the things that Edge is rewarding you for are more or less tasks that can be considered. If you know what, uh, if you remember what Mechanical Turk was. Mechanical what? Mechanical Turk, the uh, Amazon's uh, solution to complex problems. So you could actually, you could, you I could vaguely remember. You, you could actually ask somebody to copy paste ten thousand copies of something for you, and they would do it manually. So there okay. were actually people who were doing it uh, manually. Crowdsourcing marketplace that makes it easier for individuals and businesses to outsource. The, yeah, yeah, I remember now. I remember. Uh, you are basically participating by using those things. Uh, you, you're getting points from Edge for some things that look a hell of a like uh, what a mechanical Turk would do. No, I would actually argue something else, which is much more disturbing and maybe funny for some people. We had this discussion yesterday. I'd say that those points are going to create the new version of the NPC TikTok. Mm-hmm. They are. Okay. When we are, when we are at licensing and uh, paying, uh, paying uh, topic, 
When you solve a captcha, okay, are you owed money? No. Why? Because uh, the captcha is being used so that I can authenticate myself or something. Okay, but you also you helped uh, Google or Microsoft train the captcha, train the captcha, and then probably uh, do something else because sometimes captchas are not only used for the. Uh, training, they're also used to, uh, to debug something. It's not like, only that. It's much, much wider than that because there is a whole science behind, especially in security and whatnot, based on the, uh, the rhythm of your typing, uh, birthday yes, yes, attacks, yes, yes, whatnot. Yes, 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 so, yes. yeah, you're completely on point. But, I agree. Uh, but a lot of things that are applicable there are also applicable to AI. Okay. And this is the main reason why I don't understand why we are now uh, singling out AI as something that needs to be regulated. I'm not. I'm just asking because, questions. Because GDPR needs to be regulated a lot in the modern browsers. Uh, because GDPR doesn't do anything for modern browsers. If you have a large enough uh, capability of analyzing data, you can just fly uh, over the GDPR without any problem. Do you remember the episode that we did uh, with news about GDPR and the new framework that's going to be implemented for exchange of information between yes. EU and USA? It has been put in place, yes, so it right. has been voted in, and uh, already there are many, many uh, people and companies working towards bringing down the uh, bringing that down in a lawsuit because they think that it's against the against the law, basically. I think it's. The, I haven't I, looked into it, but I I have looked into it, and I think that the it's basically a digital version of uh, 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 GDPR. Uh, enforcing bodies telling you to be a good boy. Uh, the problem with that regulation is actually something else, which is, and I'm not saying this lightly, uh, which is that USA needs to come up with their version of GDPR and quickly. Yes, and currently uh, what they did is... Th that, that is the message that we are sending, basically. Yes, but we are sending the message that it is completely okay to do whatever they want with the data that we are providing them with, okay. but they should be doing better. Mm -hmm. So, as I said, you should be a good boy and not do anything else uh, with the data they're going to provide. But with, with that you. being said, the, the, do the, 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 there is data, do better with it. <laughs> That's cool. And, and this is the problem. This is the problem. The problem is not that the, we, uh, the, the framework is not there. Okay. That the framework is too lenient. Okay. It doesn't give any leverage to uh, EU over the data that the, that the uh, US received. Okay. So, I don't see a point of it. Okay. Next question, next yes. topic. Let's say that every kind of disruptive industry like this, because it is disruptive and it's going to keep on being disruptive, perhaps for many years to come. With the appearance of said disruptive technologies, you always have, you always have some changes on the market, one of them being on the job market. Do you see any immediate, let's say, types of jobs that might be influenced by the widespread adoption of the AI tools that we discussed in this episode? I think that the same uh, the same people that are always uh, first uh, on the line to have a problem are going to be uh, on the line with the AI. So, for example, uh, the th uh, people who are who can be automized using, I don't know, in the office uh, package. So, for example, syntax checks, grammar checks, and so everything else. Uh, there are people who, do, who are doing that. Oh, like staff writers, copywriters. Yes, so, so they are going to be out of the job. People who... Journalists. Uh, who No, journalists. Journalists are needed, but journalists are needed no, more... No, more the, the modern version of journalists, not uh, the, the copy real basers, journalists. The copy basers, yes. Yeah. 
So the coder version of the journalists. So <laughs> yeah, don't go there. Because because basically what the journalists are doing is the they're using the compiler to write the news. Suddenly the compiler. ChatGPT is, is the, yes, the compiler. Yes, yes, yes. No, okay, in that. Uh, I see those people having a problem. Uh, people who are uh, being used to sort through a lot of data, lawyers. Um, uh, data analysts and so on, because it's much easier to just pay. Uh, if you want to find a president in the in the uh, United States law, mm -hmm. it's much easier to just feed the ChatGPT with all the all, all the, the presidents all, and all, ask all, a question. All all the uh, all the court court cases and just say, okay, I need I need uh, this 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 and this. So suddenly you are not court going to transcribers and any kind of kind of transcribers. But do you think that? When you come to transcribers, do you see, think that we are going to become an even more intrusive uh, society because of it? In which way? Do uh, we want to use AI to uh, like timestamp every second of our life and put that in some database or something like that? Or not only else? this, uh, can you imagine an application on your mobile phone that is constantly transcribing everything that is being said? That's already happening. Yes, but all the time. That's already happening. Yes, I know it can happen. No, no, it is happening. When? I What is the name of the application? Uh, it's not the name of the application. I it think is, it's, it's a Google, yes. Yeah. But, but, I, but I th I'm not, I'm uh, half joke, joking about this, but I did notice, especially lately, the direct correlation between the topics, random topics that I'm discussing with you, our colleagues, you know, my partner, whatever and the topics that I get offered on Facebook and Google as advertisements. Without punching any of those structures from the conversations into Google search engine. So I okay, definitely let, let me that. do a quick And I'm not being paranoid. I, I, I see the correlation between that and I'm not the only one. Uh, Maybe it's somewhere in the terms of service, by the way. I don't know. Okay, uh, I'm using the iPhone, so... Not uh, for long. Uh, no, 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 I'm using the iPhone, but so iPhone has, uh, is explicitly not learning from, uh, and the other thing is that iPhone has a useless uh, database uh, when it comes to ads. So it's another thing. But anyways, uh, let's do a quick, let's do a quick check of your, on your theory. Uh, let's find a search term that is going to be completely off what you would normally Something use. completely random. No, 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 not completely random. Let's let's say that you are... Just wait a second. I need to connect my mobile phone back to the network. Okay. okay. Just give me a sec. It's going to happen soon. Da, 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 da. Okay. Say something stupid. And I'm going to lock it down, by the way. Uh, I'm not going to say something stupid. I'm going to say that you need uh, uh, grass mowing equipment for large areas. Okay. Let's reconvene tomorrow and see if uh, something Did comes up. Did you have any, any grass mowers? Or even tonight. Uh, grass mowers or uh, weed killers or something like this that is yeah. able to mow. If I do, I'm going to screenshot that for you and send it to you. Okay. So now that we had done the test, yes. we'll see in the next episode what the test result was. Oh, Lord. Uh, now back to the, back to the thing. Uh, I see the problem that we are going to uh, be facing with the AI. Mm -hmm. Is that the AI itself is changing it too quickly. I think that if you apply AI in the model that you just described yes. to transcribe, uh, make records of everything that you do, that is going to create even bigger cognitive dissonance between the reality and the people online, as as a lot of people are going to be either sucked into or enjoy, uh, actually, what's even worse, enjoy being Instagrammed all of the time. This is one thing. By the, their choice, by the and way. And the other thing is that... Uh, I know that people would pay for transcription of, I don't know, 
name a celebrity uh, life to see how the glamorous life looks like. I have an idea. This would be a perfect service for one of Sheldon's things in Big Bang Theory. You know, he hired somebody to transcribe, transcribe his dreams in one of yes, the episodes. Yes, 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 yes. Because yes. it must be that they are super valuable. Uh, but <laughs> the problem is that people are going to pay for it. Uh, people are paying to watch the other people sleep on TikTok. Yes, you know. It's crazy. People are paying to other people... Uh, as we said, NPC TikTok. I'm not going to say any, any, anything more. Uh, anyways. My brain is hurt. Yes, yes, I know. Uh, I just learned about this yesterday. I'm completely uh, Yes, I, I learned about it uh, three days ago. So uh, I needed I needed some time to process it then to spray it around. <laughs> because yeah, you were in <laughs> <Yes>. high interrupt, <laughs> yes. endless loop for a while. <laughs> it's, it's completely, completely nonsensical to me, but... Basically, so is TikTok. Yeah. Uh, anyways, the problem is that uh, I can see those things happen, uh, helping you in life. Okay. Because, for example, sometimes I want to remember when I said something. Why? If I have, for, for some reason. Uh, let's say you, re you recommended to me, I don't know, a particular piece of uh, equipment or a cable. And you said you need to buy a cable that is XYZ 1000. And I don't know what instead the of searching for, through the data that might be anywhere in our conversations. Yes, I somebody, just, I just type, in, you, type in. You have a secretary that's always working for yes, you. Yes, 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 yes. So and you I, find that to be plausible and cool or disturbing or somewhere in between? Both uh, plausible and cool and disturbing. At the same time. Uh, imagine, cool. imagine having a meeting and then everybody in the meeting having the same transcripts from the meeting. And then, then uh, them trying to come up with a solution on how to say that they did something or they didn't, didn't something or said or didn't yes. say something. That would be awesome in a way. So I, I see a lot of truth happening uh, on our horizon in, in the future <laughs> in, 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 in the companies. <laughs> That's awesome. What about AI and music? Let's go back oh, to oh, the topic. Oh, I hate the idea. Why? Because right now we already have AI in the music. It's called producers. So when something sucks, <laughs> no, 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 when something sucks, but it's popular, they're going to come up with uh, a thousand different copies of the same act uh, and then copy paste, copy paste it to death, basically. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes to AI, you can do it without involving any people in it. Mm -hmm. So suddenly we are going to be completely over our heads with uh, copy pastes of things that people are liking. Okay. For example, you like, I don't know. Let's imagine that you like rock music. No, no, no. Let's be let's be uh, let's be uh, completely uh, uh, specific. Zeppelin. Let's okay. Zeppelin. So how to get the demonetized volume two? Yes, but you like the Led Zeppelin. Mm -hmm. uh, imagine somebody uh, asking AI uh, to create ten albums of Led Zeppelin that are going to be uh, or Led Zeppelin like music. Led Zeppelin like music. Okay. Would you listen to them? I'm not exactly sure. I have moral slash. Uh, no, no, no! You don't. You based. don't have any idea that this. That this, this uh, oh, okay. Nobody told me up front yes. that it's generated that way. They're going to call them. Call them the bootleg. So there, yeah, yeah. There are there suddenly are, unreleased. Yeah, there are two things that I could say to that. A, I would like to believe that with the current state of technology, I would recognize that because of the way in which my ears work and connected to the brain because I'm much more in tune with that than let's say you. 
uh, it's something that I've been working on for 40 years, so it stands to reason. Or uh, answer B, I wouldn't. And I wouldn't be disappointed with myself not realizing that. So that's not the problem because it's not an ego thing, believe it or not. But I would still be worried about the direction where we are going. Because again, uh, go, going back to something that you said earlier, artistic expression is important. And faking artistic expression is a no-no for me, whatever the media is. I don't care if it's a static picture, moving picture, or music, or whatever uh, form of expression you want to talk about. So I'm, I'm completely with very you. old school in that. Just I'm completely like you. with you. But the problem that I see is that right now, imagine any act that is uh, on the scene for a long time. Okay. Uh, Depeche Mode, uh, Dolly Parton, um, whatever. Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones. Okay. They're ancient, <laughs> but Asian Rolling Stones. If you choose AI to copy paste their uh, their style, which version of their style do you want to? Because they evolved mm -hmm. from. They were a completely different band uh, in the start uh, than they are now. Which album and which part of their uh, production do you want to copy-paste? Okay, so th th thank you for the question because it gives me the ability to answer in two different ways. First and foremost... So you don't have an opinion? Oh, I do. Uh, first and foremost, most people wouldn't care because they are not informed enough about music to understand the question that you are asking. I know you understand that. The second one, uh, crazy people like myself who are intimately aware of the discography of all of those bands and probably could recount most of their albums and the songs on them, would probably have a very strong preference. You uh, basically create a dichotomy of those, and that would be a popcorn moment for us to see from, from the sidelines. Yes, but the problem is that uh, currently we are copy-pasting more or less uh, expendable music. Yeah. Uh, and this music is... I would I would say that nobody is going to be sad if it went away. Mm -hmm. Okay, except for the people who are buying it. Mm -hmm. But if it gets replaced with something else, who cares? Who cares? Okay. Uh, I'm vehemently uh, uh, against uh, a copy pasting the music of people who are uh, who any created, kind of artistic expression uh, who had any kind of artistic expression done. So uh, even the acts that are right now active. Mm -hmm. And especially the acts that are not active anymore. Mm -hmm. For example, okay, let's go back and say, uh, do you believe that somebody wouldn't be uh, trying to, I don't know, create another set of Mozart? Okay. Or another set of Strauss or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I'm completely against this. Because for the, for the given crowd that we have right now, you are probably going to see uh, suddenly unearth new uh, new uh, sessions that uh, pre were previously unknown. It is going to be happen. You know it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Somebody is going to try to sell it to I you. I do have a comeback to that. And we are going to suddenly uh, end up with... Uh, do you remember the, um, the uh, front pages of the books that are ghostwritten by somebody? Yes. So, uh, inspired, no, inspired by whatever, yes. and then written by somebody else. That's actually the, the direction in which I was going. Uh, some four or five years ago, a friend of mine asked me for the wacky, crazy rock opera type of thing that he was doing to create a specific part, not, not a part, a specific song, the whole song, which is basically like a classical etude. Okay. Okay. Having, uh, he asked me that because he knew that I played a crapload of them as okay. a part of my uh, music education. 
And he was like, I don't know how I want it to sound, but let's say I want something in the vein of Chopin. Okay. Okay. And of course, uh, me being a very good connoisseur of Chopin's music, especially the etudes and ballads and all, all of the other things, uh, I used to practice them a lot when I was much younger. I was like, okay, no problem. Okay. And uh, the ghost writing in the style of thing took over. And less than an hour later, I had a three-minute etude. Okay. I sent it to him. So I, I composed it, recorded it, sent it to him, and he was like, you're a crazy mofo. Okay. And I, I can actually show you this, uh, you know, offline. Uh, but it is crazy because uh, that kind of like explains what I wanted to say earlier. There is a fundamental difference between people who are into something versus the people who are not. Um, but I'm not talking generalized stuff. I'm specifically talking about art. Art is different to everything else. Here's the no. reason why it needs much more protection, as you and said. This is, and this is the reason why I mentioned it. Okay. So uh, further enhancing my point about the difference between people who are normal passive listeners, and we know a lot of those people, versus people who are deeply invested into whatever type of artistic expression you want to uh, uh, mention. But now we are talking, for example, about music. So there would be two different categories of those people. And out of those two categories, you could also create subgroups, which uh, which would be, let's say, uh, I don't care. And a lot of people would be in the I don't care group. But there would be people uh, that would be more in the lines of, I am an old school, you know, music listener. I want a person creating music. And all of that would create a very interesting film-like situation, probably resulting in either comedy or tragedy or both at the same time. I don't know which one, but... Uh, I I would kind of uh, maybe want to be on the sidelines of that with a large bowl of popcorn and see that play out. We could actually organize that. I think the problem. Okay, uh, you. It would have, be vile. It would be a very very yes, nasty yes, of us to do it. The problem is that you are uh, being pretty elitistic about uh, the music. I'm not. I'm trying to analyze everything, not yes, just yes, me. Yes, yes, but the problem is that the problem is that uh, a lot of people are currently unable to uh, realize if something has been done by uh, uh, artist X or it has been just a copy-paste that the producer uh, went with. I agree, but my point is that people uh, enjoy music much okay. more than they enjoy many other things, okay? Because the, the you know, it's all uh, always around you. You're in a shopping mall, music's playing. You're in a car, okay. you play your music. I'm not being elitistic about that at all. I'm just saying that there are different groups of people. They might react differently to AI-generated music based on the prior knowledge of whether or not AI created it. If they didn't, all of that that I said, you can show it out the window. Okay, but um, to be completely honest, and I'm being, I'm trying to be as nice as possible, uh, since I listen to a lot of electronic music. Mm -hmm. uh, Which sucks. Okay. It no, no, no. The electronic music, some of it that you listen to. Uh, okay, I, I try to, I try to, uh, I try to have an open mind there. I like but, electronic music, by the way, as well. Yeah, yes, but the problem is that with a lot of acts that are on the market today, you honestly don't have any idea: is it a person? Correct. Is it an application? Correct. Correct. And uh, just to, to take a look at the vocals. 
Everything vocals. has been pitch corrected. Basically, that's like your but AI it's, it's, engine. It's, it's not that uh, there is a, there is a. No, no, no. Uh, we're not talking about the, the video that you showed me. I just no, no, no but, but also, also, also uh, wanted to just mention that Tom Scott and uh, Birdman uh, created the song, mm -hmm. and uh, Birdman was trying to make Tom Scott uh, create um, vocals for it, and mm -hmm. he said it needs to be nonsensical but sensical. That's it. So basically, uh, everything has been done. The only difference is, is it being done but by AI or by a person? Because Bitman is one of the, one of the best uh, examples. So I'll, I'll be willing to it. Uh, he is creating music on the spot mm -hmm. using uh, computers, but he's the one behind the artistic, uh, the artistic uh, orientation approach. approach to a particular song. He's known to switch from different uh, styles to different styles in, in a couple of seconds. Uh, the thing that is amazing when you uh, are watching his streams or his uh, performances is that actual ability to switch styles mid-song. Mm -hmm. AI can do it also. Yeah. But I would never watch AI, do, uh, never listen to AI doing it. On purpose while knowing that it's yes. happening. Yeah, I know. And I don't think that AI would be able to do as good of uh, as good of a job uh, as, as, as some, somebody. Thank you for saying that because that leads me down to two uh, new paths that we need to discuss. First, you are absolutely wrong. Reason why I'm saying that is uh, on, gen on general level, it is just a matter of amount of information that it has. But there is a second part of that: music. If you look into it really deeply, and for anybody who wants to look deeply into music, I think you should look into the, some of the lectures that uh, Leonard Bernstein yes, gave yes, yes, yes. at Harvard. You know, you will learn everything you need to know about music from that. You don't need to really go deeply into the philosophical discussion of it, but the physical, the physical aspect of it, the mathematical aspect, yes. of it, the natural na nature aspect of it is uh, something that can be represented by a set of data or emulated very well with this. And if you go through many millions of iterations and whatnot, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't be able to uh, tell the, the basically distinct between the two. That being said, that okay. being said, I agree with you that there will probably always be a little bit of a difference between when a human being does that versus AI. It's just, I'm not sure that if it's something that can be described long-term via more and more data feeding into the AI or not, but the uh, emotional side of things, which is what most people always comment on when we discuss these topics, and imperfections in music that are brought into by the human aspect of playing the music specifically yes, 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 are yes, something that's difficult to emulate via AI unless you really know what you're doing. Uh, it has also been uh, extremely complicated to uh, even, I know that one of the problems is that even uh, creating a, uh, an algorithm that is able to play the music from notes without any lyrics, without anything else, is extremely complicated. It is. Because it doesn't sound like a person. It doesn't. It sounds yes. like somebody hammering with a ha uh, using a hammer or on, it, on the it keys or whatever. Or it sounds like somebody trying to be a person. You can program that into, but it takes a lot of time. That's because, what MIDI because, is all about. Because you are, what you're basically doing is you are breaking the structure in such a way that the structure remains the structure, but it has imp uh, imperfections that make it uh, look. But let's let's trust, let's trust me when it. I say this. It is doable. 
It's yes complicated, no. but it's doable. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to say one no. thing. Yeah, me too. Uh, I wanted to um, come back, uh, sorry, come back to uh, expand. I said two things. I said the first one. The second thing. Actually, a couple of students of uh, ours suggested this. And maybe we should test it out. Uh, I know it's a semi-indulgent idea and I'm not necessarily for it. I'm just okay. putting it out there. They said that we should do an episode in which we talk and I play something at the same time. I just created I just created a small song uh, in ChatGPT. In ChatGPT, it's uh, called Echo is in the distance. Uh-huh. Uh, you have the enjoy the silence here. or something. No, you have the tabs here. Uh -huh. You have the in a world that's uh, lost in silence, we are searching for the sound in the realm of unseen violence are through totality unbound. Copy paste that I'm going to make a song out of it. So basically basically And it's is, going to be in the style of Depeche mode, no problem. No, this this already is in style of Depeche mode. Yeah, yeah, no. But the problem is that uh, when I read you, when when you take a look at it, we're mm -hmm. going to link to it because it's okay. Uh, when you take a look at the text, you can see that this has been done by uh, either a seven-year-old uh, or an AI. Okay. Because it needs to be A B A B um, uh, structure, structure, and it's not. It it no, it is. Mm -hmm. It's strictly A B A B structure. Oh, like uh, so. Distance uh, name, existence game. Mm -hmm. uh, Clamor, conceal, hammer, feel. Distance, wall, existence, tall. Mm -hmm. Time and rhyme. The rhyme is perfect. Yes. We like that. So it's it's basically what we are talking about. Uh, the problem with the AI is that the AI needs first to solve, if it wants to become a, a good artist, it needs to solve a problem that we haven't solved yet. Yeah, I know. Random numbers. Yeah. It needs to be random enough to be, to sound human enough. Yes, and it needs to solve the problem with random numbers. Mm -hmm. And when the AI solves the random number problem, we are going to have another set of problems outside of the AI world. Yes. So AI, random numbers, and uh, randomness of art is something that is giving us the ability to look human. And you cannot regulate this. And we shouldn't lose that. Yes. Because this is the same as you and me talking. Uh, sometimes something fires in your brain or my brain and makes us just change the top, perspective the, or whatever. topic or whatever. And this is something that the AI is currently unable to emulate. Mm -hmm. It needs to be told how many times to change the topic, how many times does it need to uh, do, do, do something that is uh, different. And people tend to understand where the, uh, what, what the mechanical uh, workings of it are. And it suddenly becomes obvious. Mm -hmm. The same as any uh, American TV show looks like. Mm -hmm. uh, you suddenly realize that the number of shots and the uh, style of shots are basically pre-programmed. Mm -hmm. We don't to be able to be done in a, in, a, in a given amount of time. But anyways, uh, regulation is one thing. Artistic regulation is another. I think that the artistic part is going to solve itself. Because sort itself out? Yes. Open market type of scenario? Yes, because people are not going to listen to it. I wouldn't be so sure. There is a big number of people who are just passive music listeners. And they are going to continue being that, which is perfectly okay. And for them, what they listen to, as long as it's in accordance to their attributes that they're requiring the, the music to do, they're just going to be perfectly happy with the music of a human author or an AI.
that's not going to change. That's my two cents. Okay, but I think that uh, the same thing is going to happen as it is, is happening right now with the uh, vinyls and the uh, records and whatever, the sets. Uh, but vinyls you... have come back like crazy. Yes, but if you are able to buy a vinyl uh, that is a normal vinyl of a, I don't know, artist XYZ or a signed vinyl, mm-hmm. you're going to go for the signed one. Mm-hmm. So suddenly if you have a... a Set uh, digitally signed uh, uh, a song that was actually written by a person, mm-hmm. okay, and an AI song. Mm-hmm. People are going to show the preference for the digitally signed person. You think? Yes, because it sounds exclusive. Then <laughs> you, you want to say that we are so shallow in a sense? Yes, yes, we are. I yes, apl- oh, I applaud your, your yes, rationality. The, and the other thing is that we are going to uh, mark my words. In a couple of years, you're going to be uh, having a different playlists. They're going to say AI only, people only, and in the hybrid only, uh, hybrid only, <laughs> and so. And in the applications, uh, you are going to be you are going to be buying different uh, differently priced uh, albums. Uh, depending on uh, is uh, was the human involved in the creation of the album or the AI. Okay, going back to my original question, with our that our students asked, should we do an episode like that? Yes, why not? You want to see me making, you know? No, no, no! I just want you to make a, a random random noise. No, since I know how how uh, incredibly uh, complicated it is to play and uh, speak uh, or s- sing s- sing okay. at the same time. Okay. Uh, I want to see you struggle your uh, way through an episode when you have to uh, talk, play at talk the same to me, time. play at the same time, and you don't have the lyrics in, fr- uh, in front of you. Okay, that sounds good. That's actually a good brain exercise for me. Yes, okay. Thank you for suggesting that, and thank you, students, for suggesting that. I'm going to have my time with you. Okay, let's finish this. Yes. Uh, let's finish this. Uh, we have created <laughs> we have created the Depeche song, Depeche Mode uh, like song. Um, I'll link to it in the in the, in the uh, description. <laughs> um, uh, it, it says uh, capturing the ex- exact exist essence of a band as unique as Depeche Mode may be challenging. May be challenging. Oh, it knows some attributes. Yes, but maybe challenging. Uh, creating, uh, 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 capturing the ex- essence of anybody is challenging. No, you, what you should have actually done is ask the same question, but say that you want to do it in the style of the first or the early Depeche Mode albums. I'll, I'll that would it. be I'll much worse. But what you if said it knows is, what, what it's but all the, about. the thing that you actually uh, uh, and you were talking about, and it's it's obvious. Intro verse one. Chorus, verse two, chorus, bridge, uh, chorus, outro. Mm-hmm. Typical so, rock song. Uh, yes, yes. Typical pop or rock song, yeah. So it, it knows the structure. Yeah, sure. It's not good. Uh, it's not good uh, based on the idea what it has done, but it knows the structure. Okay. Okay. Uh, on that being said, uh, let's wrap this thing up. Do we need to regulate AI? I don't know. It depends. Are we going to be able to regulate the AI before the AI regulates itself? No. Are we going to be able to use the AI to avoid regulation? Yes. So this that, makes that this, much this, is make, this makes uh, AI regulation basically completely pointless. N- pointless or a non-trivial problem. Non-trivial problem. Maybe is that. But do we need uh, before we finish? Do we need something like uh, a Simo's law uh, for the AI? That's a, a very good question. I would actually extend this to a question that I had on top of everything. What do we need to do in our job 
with AI? That's the question. And we had a big discussion about this for our future uh, university plans. Yes. I think that we should include that in the global plans and we should make adjustments in our education process to accommodate the usage of AI in our courses. Yes, 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 yes. And because there is no it. point in fighting that. No. As, as uh, there wasn't a point in finding uh, Google or search engines or internet or whatever. But this but is the a extension of your uh, the extension of, of the answer to your question is yes. So this this is a topic for another episode. Oh, that's going to be interesting. And having said that, uh, thank you for being with us. I'm Yasmin. I'm Bedan. This has been the Data IT Show episode about loosely about uh, <laughs> regulating AI. <laughs> Uh, see you next time in whatever topic we're going to cover next. Yeah. Bye. Bye.